Welcome to Geek Girl Soup, coming to you today from a secure location, accessible only with our exact unique biometrics. I'm Susan. I'm Kelly. And we have a special guest with us today, Midnight Warlock, also known as Camille. (laughs) Hi, I'm Camille. Hi, Camille. (laughs) Welcome. So so tell us about uh, your experience with The Leftovers. How long have you been watching and all that? I watched the first season. Oh, sorry. I watched the first and second season um, when the second season came out. And I just binge watched the third season this weekend. Um, so I've watched the these seven over the last two days. Uh, okay. And that was a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, I really yeah. liked the season. Mm-hmm. Another master binge watcher. Well, of course. <laughs> Is she going to be up for us, Sufi, in the in the binging category? Best guest binger. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think I had it there. I didn't think I'd be able to catch up before before today, but it was uh, too good. Only seven episodes. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Only seven hours. Come on, that's easy. Easy binge. Easy. <laughs> that's a baby binge. You know? Yeah, it I really did like this season though. I felt like I was sort of expecting the sort of darkness that was in the first season. And uh instead it was, you know, of course still dark subjects, but a little more like absurdist and humoristic or humorous. And I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in, in this episode that some of the humor, it's just like, oh, really? Are we in middle school? The one scene where he thought he saw Evie um, at the library yeah. and you, we, we felt like so tense, just, you know, not sure what he's going to do, how he's going to react. And then he like ran up to that koala and there's like this horrible tense music and then it just stops. He's like, mm-hmm. we're in the library. Um, I, <laughs> just those little things. Like, yeah. like, I don't know what the writers were thinking, but I'm sure they were having fun. Yes, of course. Yeah, and rumor <laughs> has it that was Damon Lindelof in the koala suit. Really? <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> that's hilarious yeah. well and then in this most recent episode the thump on the <laughs> unique oh biometric <laughs> signature and of course I was thinking well what do they do for the women <laughs> for right? the female yeah. world leaders maybe a, a little a, squat a, a squat or breast mm-hmm. but I mean like you could probably squat on the same platform oh squat true right true yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put your vulva on the uh the little uh, pad. I'm like, oh I'm not quite centered and so <laughs> 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 it wouldn't it wouldn't recognize you. But you know, I suppose sure. it it could be like your um like the the fingerprint on the um to unlock the iPhone, pretty much whatever angle you you put it at or whatever yeah. part of your thumb you put on it then it usually will unlock yeah so yeah, I, yeah i actually added 
my nose as something that can unlock my phone. Um, <laughs> so if that works, then I'm sure any yeah, there's another part. Yeah. There you go. Yep. <laughs> One day. Yes. Well, One hey, the technology is already here. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the other silly thing was the uh, the door entry code sixty nine sixty nine. Oh right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're in middle school. So. Yeah, it's funny that nobody though laughed at that. You know that they didn't go really. So. No. Right. They didn't laugh at the penis scanner either. So. Well, but he at least, Kevin at least gave him a look. And did, did he say really or seriously? I, th- there was a pause there with that there one at least. Was, yeah, there was a pause, mm-hmm. I think. But the 6969, nothing, it didn't even it raise an like, eyebrow. Yeah. Haha, it didn't raise, raise. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, didn't raise well, a, an eyebrows an eyebrow or a dick <laughs> yeah. wow you didn't get it all no. right yeah now we do i wasn't sure you're welcome i was just laughing about the eyebrow thing yeah. but... <laughs> um, explicit well thinking yeah. about that 69 thing i actually didn't i mean i don't know yeah i thought it was my, maybe just a coincidence but the video testimonials that Nora was watching, um, I think I noticed like the first two birthdays we heard were from like 1968 and the 1969. And I, that was just a, those numbers like stuck out to me only because they're very similar. Like everyone is from like the same, mm-hmm. uh, they had similar birth dates mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe the same generation. No mm-hmm. one was, was, uh, you know, similar to my age or anything. True. I think there were some people from the 80s in there. Yeah, there was, there was, yeah, the, but, there was an 80 and a 75 or something like that. But yeah, yeah I don't remember anyone from the 90s. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe we're we'll have less expectations of perfection in our lives or something. Yeah. <laughs> they were okay with the people uh, departing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My parents departed. Yes. <laughs> so when I when I started this episode, um, which is of course the most powerful man in the world and his identical twin brother, um, oh. I heard the heard the theme song, and you know they used the season one theme song. I'm like, oh, this yeah. is going to be a serious episode. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was thinking the same. I I was almost mm-hmm. I thought it was the final episode for a second. Just it sounded very important. But so speaking of that, then I was anticipating that the final episode may use this the theme song from season two. Mm-hmm. Let the mystery be, which would be interesting because to me that would indicate that we're not going to get everything answered. And so the the overall statement would be, hey, let the mystery be for all those questions. But you know what? Yeah, and you just have to have to let go. But after this most recent episode, I realized that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. 
I've been wrong about pretty much everything except the apostles at the Last Supper table. And um, yeah, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of fun just letting it, just watching it uh, just roll out. You know, or maybe that's yeah, a bad right. choice of uh, <laughs> roll out, thump yeah. out, funk <laughs> out, yeah. yeah, slap it on the table. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. And this podcast has gone straight downhill too. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the yeah. our expectations were definitely broken in this episode. I, I mean, I think I was expecting that the tasks that he or the requests that he got from grace playford and his dad and um mike and not michael john uh that those were going to be essential parts of of his journey in that you know afterlife plane um but then when he didn't even get the song from christopher sunday when he didn't get the answer from the from grace's children then it sort of showed that it's not, there's no, you know, grand narrative necessarily that this is just about uh, Kevin maybe. And that he really is, you know, very important. It's not, you know, his dad doesn't have anything to do with it. Their stories Mm -hmm. are there to help Kevin, you know, finish what he needs to do. Right. And the the world is not going to end. Mm -hmm. I, I think you know, I think that's what we saw there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the world is right. everything's still there. There was just a rainy day, a big storm that happened to the seventh anniversary, and everything is still pretty much like it was the, you know, a couple days before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Matt like, still has cancer. David Burton is not God. Well, Kevin is not the Messiah. Him. Yeah. Kevin is not the Messiah. Kevin died and came back four times, not just three. mm -hmm. That pisses me off. (laughs) Because it wasn't the the magic number? Yep. Kevin Kevin did not wear the cleric's outfit. We did not see him going through a closet again. Oh, my God. You mean the bathtub? He didn't come out of the bathtub? Mm -hmm. Oh. That's (laughs) That's what you missed. We did see him in a bathtub, and he almost stood up. He did come out of the ocean, though, and he was clearly naked. So there is that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, the guy was speaking Russian. Yeah. And do you know what he said? Yes. Um, so I did hear, I'm going to kill you. And what else did I say, Camille? He, I, he said, he said like, else you killed either my father, or you killed my brother, maybe? A brother. Brats. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you okay. killed my brother. I'm going to kill okay. you. Okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. in a hotel. I don't. I you know that I don't remember very clearly, but yeah. that was last summer, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You guys rewatched everything, right? Yeah. 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 We yeah. we rebinged. Yeah. I, we had, it wasn't our our it was not only our second viewing. Mm-hmm. Third, That's fourth, why I said fifth, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna have to rebinge Game of Thrones, for example, before it comes back. Mm-hmm. At least last season, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, last season. Yeah, maybe I won't rebinge 
everything but well yeah who am I kidding <laughs> who am I kidding it's not a matter Gold medal of and binging. Can. <laughs> yeah it's a matter of should right so it's binge. a matter of what else is is on then and what else will well, I be doing then how many times have you watched it so far because you need to watch it three times for it to work <laughs> I've already watched it more than three, so I guess I've ruined the magic. <laughs> yep. Maybe you, seven. You're just like Kevin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, were you surprised to see Dean again? No. Who's Dean? He, the hunter guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, He's dead. And Aus- Australian Kevin. And who, who else? And, they, and the kids and Evie and everybody yeah, was, all was there it was like um all the people who he said he wanted to see that's how i guess that's what shaped his experience there yeah mm-hmm. but it was also shaped by the philosophy of the guilty remnant yeah so that was interesting and also apparently on the on the bridge in season two a guy said to him, you're the most powerful man in the world. Yeah, so now we know, yeah, what that was. Yeah. Yeah. Camille so Tell. Inspired the manifestation of him becoming a, the president, just being told you're the most powerful man mm. in the world. True. And he sort of reminds me of how in, well, Harry Potter is the first thing I think of, but it's probably similar in a lot of, you know, hero stories where they don't, they don't want to be, the one to do this they don't want to be the hero they don't want to have this responsibility but the way other people's expectations other people's prophecies are are actually what makes that really happen mm-hmm. it seems to be the same for him camille what was your hypothesis about the people that he encounters there or the the people who are there in that limbo area or not wait sorry what was that what was your hypothesis about the people who are there in that limbo area? Like, what are they oh, doing? They, there? Oh, well with Patty specifically, she said I was, you know, retired. Uh, you took me, pulled me out of retirement. So that's, I think that she was actually finishing her, you know, what she owed Kevin, I guess. Uh, she said, you helped me when I needed it. Now I'm here to help you. Um, so, I think that that was sort of like finishing what she owed, maybe her, you know, her soul, but everyone else might have had a similar thing where they're not, they're not ready to, you know, pass on, um, to go, you know, into their afterlife. So there's a part of them that's still, you know, in this sort of spirit world. But I, I do, I have changed my mind about that because I thought that the hotel was like a, a general spirit world, like everybody, everybody who dies could be a part of this world. But it, but after this, uh, yesterday's episode, I'm, I think that was just Kevin's. It was just really Kevin's perspective in that this, these realities can be different to everyone that Christopher Sunday might have his own reality somewhere where he's doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not necessarily he's, the prime minister in that one. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I agree with that. I, I agree that everyone has their own perspective of what that limbo world is like. Um, 
And I suspect too, that it is that limbo world, like in lost where everyone met. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was wondering, okay, so Camille and I were talking about this earlier. Why didn't he see Lori? And we talked about, well, he didn't know uh, that Lori killed herself. Well, he also didn't know Holy Wayne. And he didn't know, he didn't know who Holy but, Wayne was. He didn't know that but Holy he was Wayne there was. when Holy Wayne died. Oh gosh, you're right. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Totally forgot. Okay, then never mind. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, but then how I rationalized that about Lori is that that actually might have been happening at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. Lori going out scuba diving and Kevin dying like that. So she might not have had time to get there, even though space time again is like a burrito. So who knows? Well, the other <laughs> thing that I said was also that she might not have any need to to yeah. help Kevin that she did all she could. She seemed very ready to go and seemed satisfied with like what she did to help everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I, then, I think that uh-huh. at the same time, I was also expecting her to be either the secretary of defense or the vice yeah. president Me too. to see her yeah. in one of those roles. But I think that that's part of let the mystery be. That if Ke- mm-hmm. if Lori had been in that world, that would have obviously made it very clear that she is dead. And yeah. not having her there still leaves the mystery that, huh, is she dead or did she just go scuba diving? Maybe we'll find out next episode or maybe <laughs> yeah, we won't. maybe, maybe not. <laughs> It'll be one I of those think mysteries. she killed herself. But yeah. Okay, did you guys notice the uh, the presidential portrait that was there in the situation? Oh, yes, Camille, <laughs> bring that up. I <laughs> wanted I wanted a better look at it. There, yeah. the portrait of him had a painting behind him it, within the portrait, and I thought that painting might have like some hint about something. Is why else would they put it there? And we tried pausing it. I tried looking closely, and it was very hard to tell. It was very just abstract shapes um we took a photo of (laughs) the tv screen we took several photos we kept pausing about we spent like 15 minutes maybe 20 (laughs) on that paint on the portrait zooming in pausing it's like okay now it's a little bit fuzzy when it's fuzzy it looks i said it looks like the um, the ballroom of beauty and the beast not the most recent one i haven't seen that (laughs) but it's the interior of a room. And then it's like, okay, now it looks like a chest. No, now it looks like a two-story building. Now it looks like tombstones. <laughs> what the fuck is it? Yeah. Susan, what is it? You know, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to let let the internet decide because I'm sure somebody got a good um, freeze frame. Or, you know, hopefully Lindelof will uh, put it up on Instagram, just the painting, and then we can all study it. And okay, right. go tweet at him. Susan, you're, you're good. <laughs> he's at not kidding. on Twitter anymore. Oh, so Man. he's you know those freaking bullies. Yeah. Like, we well, if we looked too much into it or whatever. So. It was awesome though that one moment where Kevin is standing just like he is in the portrait. I mean, obvious that was done on purpose, but yeah, yeah. it was still cool. Mm-hmm. 
And I was thinking about um, just in, in filming this, you know, they had to do, you know, during their time off, let them grow the beard and then film everything with the beard and then yeah. shave and do everything without. Yeah. Weird. <sighs> yeah. That was cool. But I did like how they put together those scenes uh, with uh, where both Kevin's and Patty were in the bunker and they were all talking at once and everything. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's so well done. Right. That, that really was great. They're Kevin's identical Kevin's all the way. One pair of matching bookends, different as night and day. I guess there's a chance that they did those scenes. Well, all right. Do you think that they did those, that they shot them at the very, very, very end with, like you said, his real beard and then shaved? Or do you think there's any chance that they shot all of those at the very, very end with fake beard so that they could redo if necessary? I don't want it to be fake beard. It was, it was real. Okay. Also, I want to believe it too, but... It looked nice. And I feel like it would have just been too challenging for them to like make it look perfect when they might as well just shave and yeah uh also his shaved face like i just underneath his chin a couple times you could sort of tell that he must have shaved recently oh true definitely but i'm just wondering like if if there was anything that they had to redo from bearded kevin they couldn't whoa yeah well they would have to do the fake beard yeah right Mm -hmm. true and he was so like his beard was so perfectly groomed and real world Kevin, you know what I mean about real world. So <laughs> alive Kevin. Oh alive yeah, yeah. Kevin's beard was alive never Kevin. that groomed. Okay, so maybe it was fake. Mm-hmm. Or they just perfectly groomed it and shot it at the very end of the season, you know, after they shot the finale. Because it was because it is kind of like <clears throat> Like being in the Matrix. So, you know, he could have a fake beard there. Yeah. (laughs) The fake beard in the Matrix. That's how you tell the twins. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. Just like like we're going to believe that Lori real or that Amy Brenneman really threw up in in that. that Uh, And I, I, I sent a question to an actor who has had a vomiting scene in another show and We'll see if I get a reply. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shoot, with all the method actors out there, it's it's certainly possible. If Leonardo mm-hmm. DiCaprio, a vegetarian, wanted to take a bite out of a real, was it a bison liver? Some kind of venison liver or something. You know, he he ate a bite of real raw liver in mm-hmm. The Revenant. So if he wanted to do that, then what's the big deal about drinking a little Ipecac syrup and barfing into a shower? You know? Well, that's a little rougher no, on your body than taking a bite of a liver, a raw liver. But he is vegetarian. You know? And no. No, he, I know. He had, to, he had to sign all of these um, uh, liability release waivers and things because the attorneys were saying, no way. A raw liver? He could have gotten really sick from that. Yeah, that's mm. true. So, yeah, anyway. Okay, sorry, tangent. Well, maybe that they, they cut. Pumped his stomach. Made him bark. <laughs> right. <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> yeah. 
whatever. Okay, how about the the romance novel? The the end of the romance novel. The port was alive with strange faces. It was dawn by the time he found an old salt willing to part with a vessel for what bouillon he had left. A cutter with a Bermuda rig called the Merciful. Its sails ragged and ripped, its compass cracked, its rotten hull just barely able to cut the breakers. But it would be enough to make his escape. It wasn't for another hour, when he was a mile from the docks, that his thoughts turned back to her. He imagined her alone. By now, she would have searched the house and found it empty. She had suspected it all along, and now she knew he was a coward. A coward dressed in the uniform of a brave man. Brave enough to cross two oceans and a continent to find her to fight countless enemies, and yet, in the end, he was terrified. He was terrified of her. To lie beside her, to be comforted by her as he wept, to show her he was small, for her to know that and touch his cheek and whisper words softly into his ear, all of that was a nightmare. All he knew to do was run. He took a deep breath of the air, tasting the salt on his tongue, and closed his eyes, leaning into the spray as the merciful picked up speed and sailed for the horizon. He was alone. It all was well. That was really sad. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really what, sweet. What convinced him to uh, like, okay, cut it out of me. Yeah. Okay. And so that was gross, but yeah. putting his hand inside his own chest like that, talk about doubting Thomas, huh? That the scene of his hand inside the chest. Mm hmm. The front, think about the um, REM video for Losing My Religion. And in the video, you've got the guy back and forth inside the other guys under his ribs. That was referring to Doubting Thomas, who stuck his hand into the wound in Jesus's under his ribs, where the Roman guard had stabbed him and the wine flowed out of his chest like that. That was definitely doubting Thomas. But what what do you think that means for himself then? Because it's not. I mean, he wasn't like right. What was he doubting? I don't know. I watched it only once. (laughs) Well, (laughs) he's doubting that he's the uh, the Messiah, the Christ figure of all this. I think he figured out that he's not. He's just a guy. He's just a guy. But yeah, the the romance novel was was really good. I it was cool that you know you sort of needed Patty to bring that out of him. Um, it was that must have been the side of himself that he was repressing. And then, like once he read it, once he admitted, like, "Oh, this is how I feel," then he was able to close off this 
world of escape that he's had. And now he can be honest and, mm-hmm. you know, now he's ready to go look for Nora and mm-hmm. um, fix things. That was really beautiful. So then is the leftovers, the whole show was just this romance between Kevin and Nora. <laughs> that's what it's all about. The uh, the show is all about. Maybe that's what it's all about. Maybe less about the specific relationship and more about himself, um, op- you know, being honest with himself and letting go of his insecurities Uh uh, he's, you know, he he was holding himself back with Lori also, and I don't remember what it was with his job, but I I think that there was something. Uh, I don't remember. Anyway, the well, in the in the novel, um, or in the novel, in yeah, at the end when they, when he was reading that, um, uh, he got to some line about, and he was a coward. And then the the picture of him in uniform, a coward in the who shouldn't be or oh. something like that. Oh, right. They're seemingly brave or the clothes mm-hmm. of a brave man. Mm-hmm. Right. In the he had, he had never, it, it wasn't until they were sitting on the porch admitted to Lori that he hated their house. Yeah. So he'd always hidden things from people. So he was always a coward about things. He hid his heart. His heart was closed off. That's where the key was in was hidden in his heart. The key to his heart was hidden in his own heart. Nobody had access to it. Nobody had access to the key because it was hidden away inside his own heart. Even he didn't have access to it. So he himself had to cut open his own heart in order to get the key to act that accessed his own heart. But I don't know if it was, I guess I, I wasn't taking it literally with the heart metaphor. Like I, since he needed the key to destroy that world of his, mm-hmm. um, then uh, it didn't really seem like, Oh, now I can be, I mean, I guess it is now he can be more open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but like you said, so I agree. I think it's, for me, it's both because he had to then destroy his, the the limbo world. Right. So that he can no longer escape to it anymore. Right, right. And I think literally then it means the next time he dies, he he can't come back. Yeah. But. He's got nowhere to go. (laughs) Yeah. And in the meantime, he won't be tempted to go again or if he is tempted he'll know okay i can't because then it's for real it's for good well and I'll, right before he cut the key out he also said like take it out of me i don't ever want to come back here again you know as he the assassin side of him was hearing the story i mean they were both crying but yeah. mm-hmm. it was like those times that you i mean i don't know if you guys have experienced that where you when you realize what you've been repressing and it makes you really sad to realize that you were doing that to yourself yeah Um, Yeah. (laughs) and you don't want to do that again so i think that was the same sort of realization he had while hearing his own perspective told to him yeah and to be able to have the power to blow that shit up would be pretty awesome because Mm -hmm. in real life we don't 
we're not able to just blow it up. It's normally right. a much slower process. Mm-hmm. The one that we're able to stop, which is the bad thing. Yeah. yeah. So we all need, we need a Lori. <laughs> to <hold laughs> up this. <laughs> yeah. We need our own twin. Yeah. Our own twin to mm-hmm. cut it out of our hearts and then nuke that shit. So <laughs> Yes. (laughs) That works too. So are are we going to make any predictions about the uh, finale? Well, we were spec, Camille and I were speculating about Nora going through the machine. Does Kevin go after her? Is that why she, Sarah, old Sarah denies knowing him? Does she regret that he follows her in and something bad happens to him uh, is, is does that take place at about the same time that all this is happening and it just ages her who knows no i'm not going to make any predictions i've been wrong about everything <laughs> except the apostles of the table thing i don't know right. it's not faith okay. it's just people trying to escape from themselves unsuccessfully you can't Unless it Lori did, but the only way to escape is by killing yourself. And that's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. I think but, we could sort of predict that that scene that we saw of Nora, then Sarah, um, that that scene is probably going to take place either before or like has taken place already before this episode we're about to see or it will be like early on. I think that everything we see in the final episode will be taking place, um, hopefully mostly after what we saw with her delivering those, those dubs. Mm. Um, Cause I, I think that showing us that, you know, two episodes ago or three episodes ago was a way to get us thinking right now, now that we don't know where she is. Um, and I couldn't imagine that that would be the end of it. I think that, we're going to see that if, if that woman asked her about Kevin, then now next episode, we're going to have to see her face Kevin. That's just my prediction. Oh, because now Nora's turn to, to drop her issues, I guess. (laughs) Oh, I like that because yeah, it's not, it's definitely not just Kevin. You know, mm-hmm. yes, he fucked up things with her, but she equally fucked up things with him. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? yeah. She's fucked up. So she needs a little, you know, <laughs> hotel. Yeah. <laughs> or twin or her own. <laughs> and that's the machine for her. So what yeah. I realized this morning, again, without a rewatch, I've watched this one only once, mm-hmm. is that I have identified predominantly with Kevin during the whole series. And I mean, I do that with everything that I watch. I don't watch, I tend not to watch objectively. I tend to watch emotionally from the perspective of either one character or possibly all the characters, but I don't watch objectively or omnipotently. I mean, omnisciently, sorry, wrong word. Um, so watching from the perspective, not totally from the perspective of Kevin, but 
emotionally from Ke- ha from Kevin's heart. <laughs> that gave me a skewed view, a totally warped view of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as a side point about that, it took re 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 watching Breaking Bad recently when I binged it again. When I said to you, Susan, afterwards that I didn't like Walter at all this season. I mean, there were some moments early on that I did. And at the very, very end, when he um, went back for Jesse, then I was thankful for that. But I didn't like him pretty much for the entire series this time. Mm -hmm. Because I was not watching it emotionally from his perspective, emotionally connected to him this time. So it took many viewings of it for me to get to that object, more objective viewing this time. So mm-hmm. I think it would take that while I'm viewing leftovers as well, because when I was watching the behind the scenes or the inside look at the end of last yeah. night's episode, listening to Lindelof, I was thinking, wow, I wasn't seeing it that way at all. And what, did, I, what did he say about Kevin? Um, I guess about Kevin trying to escape all the time. I hadn't been feeling it that way. And I guess it's because I was connected to Kevin. (laughs) Well, maybe that's something you haven't seen in yourself then. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. And I I, do think about that too. Yeah. I think I have, I mean, I think the show is sort of forcing us to see it objectively by showing us these different episodes that focus on a character um, or maybe not objectively, but just letting us spread our perspective or move or, or change our perspective instead of just ma- you know focusing on Kevin the entire time. I I understand connecting with like one or maybe two characters, um, but you know, for example, like I definitely did not connect with Matt's character at all this entire c- series um, until his Frasier episode when he, you know, finally, I th- actually, I think his, the pursuit of, of something that no one else believes in, I can understand um, like sticking with your belief, even when everyone, when you don't have like your family supporting you mm-hmm. is, is something that's understandable. But between Kevin and Nora, I was definitely on more on Nora's side, which was freaking me out, but just reminded me of, you know, I don't know, past relationships and uh, having like high expectations or, you know, not uh, empathizing with my partner, how I should be. Like when she laughed, uh, when he said, let's have a baby. Not that I've been proposed to have a baby with anyone, but I, you know, other things where I just like, I'm here, I'm here in this relationship for my reasons, not for your reasons. And that's a really unhealthy thing to do. But I was able to like connect with her on that, I guess. And like really wanted the best for her because of that. Like I really want her to learn and and change. I don't remember. What was the original question that we were talking about, about this? I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah. But with, with her, you know, learning and changing, I I don't know. I, because she's still, she's so angry, Mm -hmm. you know? So I, I don't know if she can. Yeah. 
angry and uh, aloof and biting. And I mean, I just remembering how she was in the car with um, Lori. Oh, speaking of which, since we were binging yesterday. So going back to the, her beach ball in the stadium story. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So last time in our last podcast, I was thinking that that story, especially since Lori said, because there would be fucking chaos if the dude didn't deflate the ball. So I thought that meant that, okay, Lori, I mean, that sort of gives Nora permission to narc on the, the women and their machine. Um, so instead, I think that Nora was bringing up that story about the beach ball because she was wondering about herself. How had she, how has she been that person all this time? How has she been the ball oh, yeah. deflator all this time? Right. And she's regretting mm-hmm. it. Yeah, she definitely has been that person. (laughs) Yeah. And so now it's not just about her wanting to go through the machine. It's her realization that even if she doesn't go through, which looks like she's going to, or at least she's going to try or get to the point where she's about to, that why should she mess it up for other people? Wait, why would that be meant? That. Right. If she stopped other people from going through it, you know, why should she stop them? Right. Because she oh. originally told Kevin that she was, that this was a sting operation. So she yeah. was, well, even though I don't think it really was. That was probably a lie. Yeah. It was a lie just to. But, but think about when she put the um, tower man, she blew up oh, a yeah. photograph of his face. I, I think it, it, it's going back to that as well. She yeah. ruined it for everyone. Yeah. And throwing a rock through uh, Erica's window. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of that, All of that is being um, ball deflator guy. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's also, I, it reminds me of like, you know, when you're, I, I, I think it is kind of funny to me how many times I feel like I've related to her because I've had sort of like anger issues when I was younger and, would have reactions where you know, for example like if i'm not invited to a birthday party then i want to mess up the birthday party or if i you know don't get um something if i'm like jealous of a toy that someone else has then like i don't want them to have that toy and it it's not because she wants to be the ball deflator but because she's hurt that you know she wasn't given a ball maybe mm-hmm. um and when she put up the painting what that followed oh that's right it was when she saw lily when she kept having those issues with the screens and the machinery and it was mm-hmm. just frustrating her so much and then she had to go pop someone's balloon mm-hmm. by putting up that that portrait true and claiming that she cares most about truth yeah right but the truth yeah. was tower man had fallen he did not mm-hmm. depart and right. I do understand that not well, I mean, it, it was not true that he departed. 
And it actually, some harm could come from people believing that he departed. Some harm could come from people believing that anyone departed after the actual departure. So I don't think that that's good. But the way that she deflated that ball was in the extreme. I mean, just the only thing she could have done more extreme than that was to to haul out the body and put it on display itself, Mm -hmm. you know, but to put that blown up photo there, that was just crazy. But, but yeah, I think you're right about why she did it. She had had a no good, terrible, terrible, no good, very bad day, whatever the thing is (laughs) from that book. Well, do you remember where Alexander and the no good, very bad day wanted to go? He wanted to go to Australia. Oh gosh! <laughs> no, I everything didn't. ends there. That's holy crazy. shit. Are you serious? You know, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that he he got in his sandbox and wanted to dig to Australia. Y'all keep talking. I'm gonna look it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I know nothing about that, but you know, that's <laughs> yeah, um, great. That's great. But I think also her just working for the DSD, you know, this whole time after her, uh, you know, after the departures, I mean, just that job in itself, looking for answers and not getting any and saying, you know, it's like, well, do these people have this in common or that in common by asking that list of like 125 questions or whatever. So. Yeah, I think she wanted answers for herself, too. She had the motive of looking for truth and, you know, finding justice, making sure there's no fraud. But also she wanted to see if she could find any hints about where her children went or like why her or why her family. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I, I think it was, you know, you saw that desperation again when she was trying to, uh, or, you know, when she went to Australia, went to Lynn Manuel's. Uh, is that his name? Yeah. No. Not Lynn. Wait. Lynn <laughs> Lynn Manuel Miranda? Baker. What? Yeah. <laughs> the actor. Um, Ma- the, Mark. Mark, Mark Lynn, Lynn Baker. Baker. Right. Mike, Mark Lynn Baker. <laughs> I never watched that show that he's talking about. <laughs> um, but the desperation of, you know, making sure, like, someone else isn't isn't happy, but also getting her answers and getting, um, holding on to her family like that. And you are right about Alexander wanting to move to Australia because it's a running gag, according to Wikipedia, a running gag throughout the book is Alexander repeating several times that he wants to move to Australia because he thinks it's better there. It ends with his mother's assurance that everybody has bad days even those who live there in in the Australian and New Zealand versions, he wants to move to Timbuktu instead, presumably because he already lives in Australia. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's funny. I mean, yeah. What's funny is that obviously the leftovers didn't bring up Alexander and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day, but I just did. And yeah. Wow. And Australia. Really terrible bad day yeah yeah definitely <laughs> especially yeah. nora but then for the, for and the so she ends up going still to around, for the people who are still around who didn't decide that you know 
the the 14th or 15th was the day that they're leaving or, you know, committing suicide, then for the rest of those, the people who decide to stay around, then it's like, oh, okay, it's the 15th, it's the 16th, it's another day. Yeah, (laughs) but but they did end up, so they, they went out there and they did end up having as terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day as they ever had back in Mapleton or in Jordan. Yeah. I mean, especially Nora and Kevin, mm-hmm. those, Oh God. And senior. Whoa. That day in the desert, that was the worst. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So is he really going to do what he said and turn himself in now or. Mm. Uh-huh. And grace. What about grace? Oh yeah. They'll, they'll both have to turn themselves in. Oh my God. Mm. Yeah. Will we even see a resolution there? Yeah, probably not. How? Do, what about the um, scene with Senior on the roof and Kevin when he came back and he walks up on, he goes up onto the roof and sits next to Senior when he woke well, up in the church? He said he wasn't ready to come down yet, that he'll come back later. Um, but I think yeah. that he, that was sort of showing that he'll accept you know, the reality of, of what's going on, that he'll stop looking for um, answers. And I mean, you know, just stop following this trail that he's been on. Um, But he's, you know, he just needs that moment to, yeah. I just thought it was really sweet. He says, I I thought you weren't coming back. But he didn't even hug him. He was gone for a long time this time. (laughs) Yeah, and he was, they'd covered him up like he was dead. I mean, his head mm-hmm. was covered. Mm-hmm. I just—it, I mean, it was really sweet because Senior looked really rattled, more rattled than we had seen him with anything else. And yet, he didn't give Kevin a hug, which I guess sort of could make sense because he was too rattled to do anything. Mm-hmm. He seemed just paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And we we remember what happened last time he was on a roof. Yeah, so. I was I was thinking about that and kind of worried about it. Like, was he going to slip and yeah. himself end up dead? Not, I mm-hmm. I didn't think he would hurt Kevin, but yeah, yeah. there's nobody to land on down there. <laughs> yeah, that's like, why would you want to get on a roof? Considering the last time you got on a roof, right? And apparently he was up there like during the storm, right? Yeah. Oh so. wow. So we're we going to make the connection between that and scene one, episode one of this season, the people in white back in 18 or 17, whatever, oh, yeah. expecting oh, yeah. the end of the world and standing on their roofs waiting forget. for, <laughs> yeah. and the woman yeah. at the last time standing up there during the storm mm-hmm. and not being taken, oh, which wasn't the end of the Very world. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Poor senior. So this is senior's great disappointment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to next week. And I'm dreading it because it'll be over. Yeah, yeah. it's been really good. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. supposed to be the last episode ever, right? No, there's yep. another. Okay, well, that's nice. I kind of, yeah it feels right to wrap it up, but I don't want to expect any just 
like, oh yeah, Nora is definitely in a parallel universe. The next next year, we're gonna be flying into space to figure out her problem. <laughs> next year, the <laughs> alien and zombie season, right? Oh lord, yeah. Because <laughs> you know, we never oh. get the zombie season of Lost, so maybe this is the uh... <laughs> they'll combine them. <laughs> yeah. Season four of the leftovers and season what seven of of Lost? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Started the zombie seasons and they'll be in the same universe. I was yeah. proud of them for keeping know. it to three seasons. Yeah. yeah. I guess another prediction I have then is that we're not going to find out where the, de- where the departed went. Um, yeah. And I, well, I hope not. We might, <laughs> With, you know, if Nora goes through this machine, then maybe that's where the departed are. Maybe that right. the scientists were really right. Maybe. I think that she, that none of them have worked, that none of them have actually gone to that other world. Um, but, oh, actually, you know what? I, I don't think that matters for Nora. It's, it might actually be possible that she, it didn't work for her because she had the wrong intentions or something or still had something left. And maybe her, her appearance is due to the fact that she was blasted with radiation but didn't go anywhere. Um, mm. So maybe she feels defeated that she got in the machine, she accepted the machine, didn't work for her, did not send her to her children. So she gets out and she still resents Kevin and mm. goes, lives in the middle of nowhere delivering carrier pigeons. Um, yeah. And, you know, wants to deny this. So now it's up to Kevin to take his, uh, you know, new enlightened self to, to get Nora back. Yeah. Or, or maybe she's, you know, like she said to Mark Lynn Baker, maybe, you know, these people are being incinerated and mm-hmm. this is her um, uh, hotel. This is her mm-hmm. international assassin Ooh. hotel. Interesting. That world that we see her in. It would be yeah, interesting. Yeah. It's a lot calmer. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's all she wanted because Kevin needed to see people and Kevin needed to interact with different people. But Nora's, you know, seemed pretty she would like she wanted to be left alone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and after having kevin say maybe you should go be with your gone mm-hmm. children um you know she's and considering how she's reacted before it would kind of make sense for me to her for her to you know defiantly accept that to say like fine i will i will just go be alone yeah yeah it'll be sad to me though if they really do end up apart with no resolution, considering what Kevin just went through, cutting open his own chest like that and blowing up his limbo, mm-hmm. um, and then not, them not getting together. But then again, he needed to do that for himself anyway. Right. He cannot control her. He needed to do that for himself. And if Nora ends up not resolving her issues and not finding peace for herself, Kevin can't do anything about that. Yeah, true. All right. Well, we'll find out next week. 